Let's check up by the health world. I had a lot of fun talking with today's two guests. The first is Brad Jenkins from Funny or Die. He was also the former associate director in the White House Office of Public Engagement under President Obama. I also spoke with Chloe Bennett, aka Daisy Johnson, on ABC's TV show, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Brad and Chloe and their friend Kate Park recently launched an organization called RUN, which stands for Represent Us Now. Their goal is to inspire young Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders to run for office and to become politically engaged. Here's a conversation I had with Chloe and Brad about their work. Check up, check in. I am Brad Jenkins, and I work at Funnier Die. We're a comedy media company, and I am the managing director and executive producer for all of Funnier Die's political work, and I'm based here in in Washington, D.C. Um. <laughs> so cute. Sorry, I'm back. Sadie wanted me to put the mac and cheese in a pink bowl, not a green bowl. So uh, important things. These are very important things. So my name is Brad Jenkins. I know it's a very Asian name. No, but my father is actually African-American. He grew up in the segregated South in Oklahoma. And he fell in love with my mom in Seoul, Korea, when he was a military officer. My name is Chloe Bennett, and I my title is way less cool than Brad's. I play Daisy Johnson on a TV show called Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on ABC. Chloe is a force to be reckoned with, and we met not very long ago, and yet I feel like we've known each other for so long. So long. <laughs> yeah, how did you guys meet? We actually met speaking on a panel at the White House for an AAPI function, we spoke on this panel and then we, we got topless afterwards and yes. just really, that's, <laughs> that's been, that's an ever, and the rest is history. Um, <laughs> we kind of just started bonding about obviously being Asian American and then being mixed race Asian American. It's also very specific and we just kind of hit it off and started getting fired up about everything, which is why Run kind of came about. So in the world of D.C. and Asian American, Native Hawaiian, Pacific Islander organizations, you know, it's overrun with acronyms. So is RUN an acronym? It is. Oh, yeah. Of course it is. We <laughs> had to keep that going for sure. I think we really wanted it to be something around represent or representation. And then we realized that there were so many other organizations with that name. Yeah. And so, yeah, we went with RUN, which just means represent us now. and. We felt like run made a lot of sense because of because of the work ahead. Just to kind of give, you know, our listeners a context, since they can't see you and, you know, you can't judge people by how they look necessarily. But in the 2020 census, what boxes will you check for ethnicity or race ethnicity, depending on how the census shakes out? Man. Brad? <laughs> Very good question. I don't, can, are you allowed to, on the census, check more than one box? I should probably know this answer after having worked at the White House, but. Surprisingly, I, I you always can. do. Yeah, I'm biracial, white, and Filipino, and there's, so there's an option for, you can check multiple. So in the 2020 census, I would check Asian American and African American. Those are my boxes. Yeah, my boxes are Caucasian and Asian American. Uh, That's like. Also, Apparently, I'm 28% Chinese, and then I guess like 12% Pacific Islander. Hmm. Wow. So I'm not even 50% Chinese, which has been interesting information. 
how is run operating right now is it like a national network is it doing localized events where you guys have strong sense of community where are you hoping to take it most of our origin story is in la and some of our first meetings were with chloe and this incredible community of writers and producers and actors and directors and people who know how to reach millions of people and tell these incredible stories. And in thinking about where an organization like RUN could help with the spectrum of AAPI organizations out there, we felt like the storytelling and in particular reaching young people and getting them more fired up about voting, right? Like I think that in some of our first meetings, it almost felt like cathartic. We all sort yeah. of went around went around the room talking about how, you know, growing up, you know, our parents weren't that political, right? Mm -hmm. Like we didn't really grow up, you know, and this is all anecdotal, but in this room of innovators, being political was not something that was a priority to our communities growing up. And we saw that you know, that's almost the way it's shaking out for this new generation, right? For millennials and Generation Z, where voting rates are the lowest compared to other communities. I mean, we built this incredible core of, these are all Chloe's friends, so thank you, Chloe, for, for, for getting them all on board. But That's not true. But they're, you know, huge stars and, and writers and actors. You know, I'll say this and then I'll shut up and let Chloe talk. But like, from my perspective, I feel like, the biggest goal is just to make Asian Americans and politics more visible. And again, this is working in LA where the incredible opportunity for us is our skill set. Like we know how to make people laugh. We know how to get people fired up. We have this huge reach. We started doing video content. We've started doing social media. We've already had thousands of people sign up on social and on our website to hear more about RUN. We're just excited to get going. And I mean, Chloe has all of these incredible ideas on how to, you know, to break through. Chloe, I don't know if you're able to kind of share back to our listeners just a little more about, you know, what were those dialogues like when you brought people together and talked about, you know, why don't we have a more cohesive Asian American identity or what are some of the obstacles to getting more buy-in from younger people? Yeah, I mean... The problem for me was that the narrative of Asian Americans in, at least on my end of things, which is in Hollywood, is you're dorky, you're a nerd, you're a sexy geisha, or you're just whatever the white people writing the content think that you are. And that was a concern for everybody right from the start. That's not how I see myself. Like, I think I'm pretty cool. And I know a lot of other Asians that are really cool also. And so it was really about taking back what it means to be Asian American, what it means to us, and, and saying, let's like get people together and support each other's content. And um, let's show white people what it means to us to be Asian American. And that, you know, I got cast on my show because I was right for the character, not because I was... Chinese or white or anything. It was because of who I was. And that's kind of, I think people just wanted to be like, I just kind of want to be me and not have it really matter that I'm Asian. But the fact that it doesn't matter is why it matters, I guess, if that makes any sense. So why is run important or relevant right now in particular? There's not enough stories told. And I really do think that affects the Paul. I think that affects 
people thinking that they can run for office and people mm-hmm. thinking that they could do whatever it is that they want to do. Was there a specific moment for you or a specific incident that kind of inspired you to be more vocal about your Asian American identity or to try to use your social clout to empower youth? Something in me kind of clicked and maybe it's just maturity or maybe it was just some self-growth that I've been through. But I, something in me went, oh, this isn't right. This doesn't feel good. It, it might have been Trump, honestly. It might have been... I had always made fun of the fact that I was Asian because it made other it made other people comfortable. And I always, you know, when you get made fun of or bullied for being a certain race, there's no winning, really. You're either ultra sensitive or you're letting someone bully you for something you absolutely can't help, <laughs> which is awful. So there's no winning situation. So I think it was just having an open dialogue with my other Asian American friends of and talking and saying that that feels weird or that doesn't feel right or you know what like a big point for me was changing my name in Hollywood and I I just always saw myself as Chloe and um, I just wanted Hollywood to see myself as that and I didn't realize how Asian people thought that I was until I was pinned up against another white person and the fact that the first audition I went on after I changed my name Literally the first audition I booked, being Chloe Bennett rather than Chloe Wong. Hollywood is so much more comfortable with Chloe Bennett. And just so people know, my dad's, in I, in Chinese culture, keeping your father's name is very important. My dad's first name is Bennett, so that's why my name is Chloe Bennett, still honoring him and his name. But yeah, I, that was a huge shock. I mean, I knew what it was like, but really seeing that work was kind of shocking. I'm not as deep into Hollywood as Chloe is, of course, but a lot of my work at the White House was working with the creative community and, you know, producers and celebrities and talent. And the fact that this happened to Chloe and she was open about it, right, that she gave interviews and was very clear that this is a problem, right, (laughs) that all she had to do is change her name. And then all of a sudden she's cast in one of the biggest shows, you know, on television. I think most stars wouldn't have the courage to do that. I think most stars would have just put their head down and been like, oh, really glad I changed my name and tried to keep it a secret. But that's part of the reason why I love her so much. I mean, she she is just the, the balls to say, this is not right. We have to fundamentally change the way that we represent 20 million Americans. I mean, Asian, there's so many Asian Americans, right? I mean, it's crazy. And yet here we are like, just taking the scraps when it comes to storytelling, it's, in my opinion, well beyond time for a group like Run and and for a leader like Chloe to just stand up and say, we're not taking it anymore. This is bullshit. And to really call on our young people, because I don't think it's going to start from the top down. I think it's going to start from the bottom up, right? Like it's going to start from from younger people and people online who are demanding that their stories be told. And the coolest thing about Run is meeting these incredible creators who've already been doing it. Asian Americans run YouTube. Like we are the biggest YouTube stars, right? Like we do everything. We do fashion, we do comedy, 
We do sketches. I mean, pretty much all of BuzzFeed video are Asian American creators. Mm -hmm. The reason why is because our stories aren't being told on traditional platforms, right? So where did we all go? We just ran shit on YouTube. The internet. <laughs> yeah. So I think that that same spirit, that same, you know, scrappy creative spirit is what we want to do for politics. So what's one thing that young Asian American, Native Hawaiians and Pacific Islanders listening to this could do to take a first step in political action? If you ever feel like... <laughs> You don't know what you can do. Like, you don't know what else you can say. Like, if tweeting isn't enough, registering is more, it means more than a tweet, guys. Go out. It's like live, it's like physical tweeting. <laughs> it's tweeting in real life. It's tweeting and it's tweet, it's real life tweeting. <laughs> <laughs> Get out there. I agree with Chloe. Like, we have the fastest growing community in the country, Asian Americans. And so let's show our numbers. Like it's, it's all about strength in numbers. And so we have to show up, man. We have to register. Our voices have to be heard. And your voice can't be heard if you're not registered to vote. So is run mostly an online thing? We, we started run just a few months ago. And we already have thousands of, of Asian Americans around the country who, who signed up, which I think that that alone shows that there's a hunger for being a part of something like this. And showing up is not just tweeting, although tweeting is great. Showing up means responsibility for yourself and registering to vote. The vision of this and, and why I love everything that we've done so far is that we're using social media to reach millions of people. And that's largely thanks to Chloe because she has like one of the largest uh, social media followings in the world. But no. um, but it's not just it's not just online. Like it's not like what we're doing is we're bringing people together for real. We're doing events in Los Angeles and bringing all of these different communities, political leaders, artists, journalists together and turning them out. Honestly, it's a lot of what Obama did in 08, which is, you know, using organizing tools, using social media, but real change happens in real life, right? Like you've got to show up, you know, you have to meet people, you have to really get to know your community and you know the Asian American community is so diverse there's so many different cultures and and countries and languages and we're not a monolith we're this vibrant diverse community and that's a challenge but I feel like it's also an opportunity because we can bring all of these communities together in a way that no one else is really doing uh, at least at the level where we've seen just in the short amount of time that we're getting going yeah, I think it's been really about just acknowledging the way that the, the large, obvious presence that social media has on especially the youth and and really just utilizing that and being smart about it, inspiring people online, but inspiring them to get together in real life. Where can people follow or engage with you online? We are runaapi.org. My Twitter is Chloe Bennett 4 My Instagram is Chloe Bennett. And this means a lot, you know, this is what I'm really, really passionate about. And I love an open dialogue through social media. You know, I think there's so much negative stuff that happens on social media. So any opportunity to use it in a positive way is just so exciting for me. So anyone here who's listening who wants to reach out and talk about it or, or sign up for a newsletter, that's huge. And that's like a really small and easy way to kind of get the ball rolling and, you know, make a difference. Of course, follow Chloe Bennett, who's incredible, and myself, Brad Jenkins. And we're very 
accessible, man. Like my DMs are open. People are e- emailing me and DMing me all the time. And we're also hilarious. <laughs> we're also hilarious. <laughs> we have plans on hosting events all over the country. So we want to know where you want to host an event. And who knows? Maybe Chloe Bennett will just show up at your event. You never know. Like, I want to hear ideas. I'm very open about the fact that I'm just an actress and that there are so many people out there with better, smarter, more interesting ideas, and I'd love to hear them. Coming up sometime, we're going to definitely want to do some events in different cities and probably wherever we find the more most outreach from is somewhere we could go first. So just really, yeah, we're both very accessible on social media, so to, to be able to hear from everyone would mean a lot on all platforms. It sounds like you guys had a lot of fun during the interview. I like Ren's approach of using humor to talk about serious issues. Yeah, I feel like our role is often to decode policy analysis and make it understandable and accessible for people. I think that's probably a lot easier if you're Chloe Bennett, a professional actress, but still, I think they're onto something. Making people laugh in a video really makes it shareable, even if it's about something serious like getting health insurance. Anyway, our biggest takeaway in this episode was that you can use laughter to get your message across. Thanks for listening. Check Up Check In was produced by the Asian and Pacific Islander American Health Forum. Without our community's voices, we would not be able to unite, focus, and act to influence policy, mobilize our communities, and fight for health justice. Let's continue the fight. Support the Health Forum today by following us online, subscribing to our emails, and engaging with us through social media. Find us on Facebook and we're API AHF on Twitter and Instagram.